0: Joining us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line, the Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations for the Utah Jazz, he is Dennis Lindsey with us on the Big Show. Hi, Dennis. How are you doing?
1: Hey guys. I'm great. Hopefully you've had a good summer.
0: Uh, back at you, you as well, and, and I don't know if you heard, but Gordon was just talking about the, the vibe, the anticipation surrounding this year amongst the fan base, and it seems like everyone. Do you feel that, and do you
1: kind of experience that too? Yeah, you know, for for me, it's a, it's a little different uh, just because we're always excited about the beginning of uh, every season, whether you're in a rebuild or playoff competitive or championship competitive. But uh, certainly with a, a few of the additions, there's always going to be Anticipation, and I think you know the the gravity of adding Mike Conley, Boyan Bogdanovich, some of the other veterans. Uh, you know, you can definitely hear the the chatter around town, and excitement's good, and hopefully we can deliver on results.
2: Dennis, uh, for a long time we've talked about the moves that the Jazz uh, had made in the past, and, and anticipating what might come next. And you used to give me a hard time about telling you to be aggressive and all this well, I,
0: gotta,
1: I, gotta admit <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that, Gordon.
2: <laughs> no, I, I, I don't at all. But but your patience paid off, I guess, is what I'm trying to say here uh, with, with these moves you've made. Uh, I, I don't know what the possibilities were in the past, but certainly looking at what's real now for the Jazz and what the potential is, and I know you don't really like to get into that, but, I mean, You've got some talent on this team now that you didn't have before. Well, we we certainly, I think
1: uh, the results always tell you the truth, and we've been eliminated three years in a row, uh, three years ago by an all-time great uh, Golden State team. Uh, Certainly there's no shame in that. And then uh, the last two years by the Houston Rockets, who in a normal year uh, would be, Um, finals, championship quality, but they, like the rest of us in the uh, West, ran uh, into Golden State. So uh, certainly those three series and and three seasons worth of information uh, led us to come to the conclusion that we needed to to add some skill, and we did. Hopefully not at the cost of uh, unselfishness, toughness, all the things that you know, that the embodied our our team the last three years, Gordon. And it's just what you said. Look, we've we've had conversations with the Memphis Grizzlies on um, Mike Conley for five years, and and I, I don't know if I've said it on you guys' show, but I, I know I've said it publicly before. Imagine if the Jazz were to trade. Uh, John Stockton at 31 years old, how emotionally tough that would be for the city and the organization. Well, Mike is their version of, of John, and and, and so yeah, I think um, because of management structure in Memphis and the realities of, of a rebuild, and then Memphis like us got fortuitous in the in the lottery. That uh, that they moved up to the second pick. The second pick was a very talented point guard in Ja Morant, and now that they're now they're able to view their future uh, differently. And really, the the material substance of our offer didn't change a whole lot. in the conversations it's just their appetite for for doing a deal. So, like you said, Gordon, sometimes it's opportunities that come your way. Sometimes you want to do certain things and you're not able to execute on them. There's been several drafts where, you know, last draft as an example, I wanted to move up for one particular player, just like we did with with Donovan, and we just didn't have what the other team uh, wanted. And and so you have to to deal uh, many times with uh, the other teams that want particular things, and sometimes those go your way, and sometimes you have to be patient. I think the patience Uh, made a lot of sense really relative to we were facing a very unique Golden State team which if you study the history of the league is right up there with the Chicago Bulls and uh, LA Lakers and Boston Celtics of some of the all-time great teams that I think you could make an argument that Golden State was right there with the 72 win team in Chicago as an all-time great team and and a few things, injuries, defections happen. And I think not only just us, but met several teams around the uh, league felt that the timing was right to, to cash in some chips, if you will.
0: Dennis Lindsay is with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And Dennis, Bojan Bogdanovich gave a really interesting interview earlier this summer to an Indianapolis newspaper where he said that the Pacers were interested in, in retaining him and he really liked his time in Indiana. But the reason he picked the Jazz is because of the roster that you've picked together and his role or what he envisions his role to be in it. That's got to be a big compliment to, to the work that you've done here.
1: Well, really, really the whole group, not just me, you know, Justin put in a lot of groundwork and, and David Moraway uh, helped us execute uh, some critical free agency deals. And Quinn, uh, certainly our style of play, uh, the players who developed. Uh, players talking around the league to know that they are going to develop, that they're going to get a fair shake, that he's going to tell them the truth, that he's not going to put them in harm's way. All of those things, Donovan and Rudy's progression, uh, certainly had uh, a lot to do with Boyan's decision. And then I think the capstone for Boyan was certainly the Mike Conley trade. And, you know, we, we'd love to see Boyan PR uh, version of Drazen Petrovic. And I always had – I, I, I like playing comps, and you can never get a one-to-one playing comp, but I always felt like Mike Conley was the modern-day version of Maurice Cheeks uh, with ability to score and and be quick and, and orchestrate with your team uh, coupled with uh, – you know, a character-based leadership and authenticity. And, and so, um, yeah, we're, we're really excited to get those guys integrated. We're, we're very confident that Quinn and his coaching staff will, will do a good job. But, look, the players are going to have to buy in. And sometimes uh, uh, people are going to have to sacrifice, whether it be starting or closing or minutes or shots. But I think we've been able to get a group together that uh, will eventually become singular in its focus to, to do as well as they can this offseason, or this season.
2: And Dennis, you know, you talked about that for a long time, but it, it, that is really important. It doesn't matter how much talent you have, if the guys aren't uh, aren't meshing on the court together, right? And it seems, so from that standpoint, Mike Conley, the effect he will have on, on, on uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell... And on Rudy Gobert and on Joe Ingles and, and on everybody. What kind? What are you expecting?
1: Yeah. So look, we our chemistry has been really good since Quinn took over, and in particular the last three seasons. And we 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 share the ball. You know, Quinn's coined the phrase obvious unselfishness. Uh, we defend. Uh, the ball moves, um, and so. You can't presuppose that, even though many of our, our our top players are bad guys. you have to work to get that, and a lot of it is is players giving in of, of themselves situationally uh for the the betterment of the group and and i, I just the I, again with Conley in particular the, the more you're around them. The more you like him, you know he's just one of those guys that it's not what he says. It's very similar in Tim Duncan and his leadership style. It's just a very consistent presence, uh, an easy smile, uh, a way that you can very easily understand why he'd be NBA teammate of the year. But yet, you know, he he averaged twenty-one a game last year and. And, he and Donovan averaged 24. And, and well, there, I'm sure there's going to be certain games where Mike's going to have uh, a matchup or have a rhythm where he's going to close and Donovan's going to have to understand. I think that's why Donovan's experience with USA basketball could be a critical piece. And then there's going to be uh, nights were young Bogdanovich and his pin down ability. He just gets it going, or we milk uh, a matchup. And Donovan and, and Mike are going to have to understand. And these are conversations that we've had with with Donovan and Rudy and in exit interviews. Uh, and and you know it goes without saying. Uh, Quinn's been very good at getting a, a team to improve as the year goes on and and we expect that to happen but again that's going to be through actions not words guys.
0: Dennis Lindsay is with us 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Dennis you mentioned uh, Donovan's experience with Team USA. Joe Engels playing with Team Australia and Rudy playing with Team uh, France. What do you think about their performances and uh, will that benefit them as players?
1: I, I think it will. I think it's going to benefit us. We were able to avoid any major injury. I think they're all going to feel the, the effects, especially early here in uh, in October of a of, um, competitive month in, in the World Cup. But Rudy's role was. Not totally one to one in the role that he had with his dad, but about as similar as you can get. The, the biggest difference is is the fever rules don't don't allow for Rudy to roll uninhibited, and you know it's just a better way, in my opinion, uh, with the NBA rules that Rudy's allowed to roll freely. But Rudy had to half roll, and Rudy had to roll wide, and Rudy had to fight through contact and. Many times Rudy had to give up the ball uh, earlier on the roll, so he had to adapt, and I think that will pretend well for him and us. Again, Donovan had to share offensive responsibility with Kimba. Uh, Donovan was excellent uh, with his vision. I think he averaged five assists a game and five to one assist a turnover, so he was creating not only for himself for his teammates, and he was doing so efficiently, and that made me feel really good about the experience that he had with Pop. I just appreciated Pop one not only allowing Donovan, Donovan earned it to be team captain, but really impressed on the decision-making part of the game, which I think is a key for Donovan to take the next step. And again, that's great for Donovan. And I think it's going to really... Show uh, in a positive way for us as the season goes on, and, and also Donovan just has had to play with a, another primary guard and had to share possessions. So there, I'm sure there's good.
2: Then what kind of role do you yeah, anticipate? Mike, Mike oh, going. oh, sorry. Uh, no. I wonder what what kind of role that you uh, have in mind for Jeff Green and Ed Davis, and uh, yeah, what, what what do you foresee them doing?
0: Yeah. I yeah. think we might have lost uh, Dennis Lindsay. We'll try and uh, get reconnected.
2: You know, I, it wasn't my fault when I was talking to you on the phone and it wasn't working. So uh, let's blame Dennis.
0: I think it's it's basically. Let's not blame Dennis. No, no, no. I, I'm going to take responsibility here because I, I think it's basically I've done something to create bad <laughs> karma. Uh, so, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the... You're going to uh, take I'll this take, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed like uh, I've made a, a number of uh, mistakes today. So, uh, you know, it's 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 really me. Uh, Dennis is... is. Sorry, yes. sorry, guys. My apologies. Sorry.
2: So I was, lost I was, uh,
1: Ed, Ed Davis and Jeff Green. Ed Davis. Yeah, so Ed is a really good roller, guys, and, and is an excellent finisher, especially using his left hand. And so, a lot of the rolls that you saw... Rudy and Derek finish on Ed will be able to be of similar ilk and then Ed many people don't realize the score and he was number two in real plus minus in in defensive efficiency last year I think number two to Rudy and so he's not the the stout uh, defensive figure that Derek favors is their builds are different Ed does it with mobility and experience and know how but uh, you know, we, we're, we, we really were worried about the loss of Derek in many ways, and we think Ed will help us mitigate uh, Derek's uh, production. And then uh, Jeff Green was someone that's just multi-talented and skilled. He played a lot of four for Washington. At times he played a shooting pick and pop five. Uh, he's so big and mobile is interesting to see him today and OTAs, uh, how multi-skilled he is. So I, I think there's going to be uh, several games this year where, where Jeff is going to, from a skill and a know-how and experience stand, standpoint, all, just take over games. If you will. And look, he's not going to have to do that every game. I, uh, you know, with Donovan and Boyan and Rudy and Mike, man, they're, they're going to grab the larger share of offensive possessions. But I think Jeff can really be an X factor on this team and it can raise our ceiling.
0: Dennis, uh, you mentioned Derek Favors, and I know everybody's excited about the roster changes this offseason, but it had to be really hard to say goodbye to a player like that.
1: It, it always is. Every one of our guys, Tabo, Shaflosa, we're happy that he landed on his feet in Houston. Ricky Rubio, even Grayson Allen. Grayson's play in the G League and that 40-point game, really that last week was a little bit of proof of concept that uh, Memphis, while they were curious about him at the trade deadline, he he became someone that they really wanted. And that's a credit to the star staff, to uh, Grayson's development coaches, uh, to Quinn, that he was able to develop and and, and help us get uh, a great player like Mike. But certainly, Derek is the longest tenured player. Ricky Rubio was a little bit of the beating heart of the Jazz from a competitive standpoint. We're going to miss all those guys. And there's not a guy, Jay Crowder, uh, I don't want to miss him either. There's not a guy that we had last year that we wouldn't consider moving forward to bring back to the Jazz if the circumstances were right. We, we wish him all the best. and But Derek in particular, guys, you, you guys were there with him as a young player and you know, as a second leading scorer of our team a few years ago to someone who made a lot of sacrifices and really matured. And, and We wish him nothing but the best in New Orleans.
2: Dennis, uh, we uh, had the chance to talk with Frank Layden the other day, and uh, Frank always makes me laugh, but he 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 once told a story about how after he was named NBA coach of the month or the year, whatever it was, he said he came home from work and Barbara had him taking the trash out. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, once you're – once you are named executive vice president, or that's just short, Jake. I think of emperor of basketball. <laughs> did Becky have you taken the garbage yet,
1: uh, guys? I will honestly tell you this: I was able to get done with a few of my duties today. Uh, my wife and soon-to-be daughter-in-law were out getting their nails done. Jake, my oldest, is getting married at the end of the week. Here, guys. Uh, so my job, my job responsibility was as we have two dogs at the house, and dogs eat a lot and they uh they go number two a lot. I was back in the back with a plastic <laughs> bag picking up uh after them. I swept off the porch, so yeah, you know you may be you may have these big fancy titles at times at work, guys, but when you get home, there's no question you know who the boss is, so I had my honeydews. I completed them dutifully and humbly, and I, I'm glad to I'm glad to participate even in a small way. I'm not sure I'm qualified uh, to do much more in the House other than to pick up after the dogs, guys.
2: Well, knowing Becky the way we do, I would have this suggestion for you, Dennis. It is okay. ne- Never say, "Honey, I'm executive vice president." <laughs>
1: Then you know you're going to beauty- be sleeping with the dog hey, out in you know, the doghouse. Hey, I, I, bet you, I bet you guys get the same thing. You know the beauty in our jobs, you know, like there, there's way more – Important jobs and what we do. There's, there's a cool part to our job. One of the coolest things ever, guys, is when we're sitting on the couch and we don't want to do anything, and ESPN's going on. It could be, it could be RSL soccer, or it could be uh, Australians rules football. We could legitimately say, "Hey, honey, I'm watching this. This has to do with my job," and be <laughs> and it be somewhat truthful. So I've. Uh, I've leaned on that over the years. Somehow, I don't, I know this doesn't surprise you, Gordon, knowing Becky, it doesn't work as well as it used to. So, <laughs> She's pretty smart. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Dennis, thank you so much for jumping on with us. It's great to, to hear from you. Congratulations on the off season and uh, really excited camps right around the
1: corner. Thanks guys. I look forward to seeing you guys on media day. Thanks for paying attention to us and, uh, Let's uh, let's pray for good health, and uh, we really look forward to competing for our fans this year. And
2: uh, congratulations and good luck with the uh, with the fantastic personal news
0: this week. Hope you have a good Yeah, time.
1: thank you. We're excited. We're, we're adding a, a great girl to the family. Thanks, Gordon. I appreciate that.
0: Thank you, Dennis. We appreciate it. Dennis Very Lindsay. You have you. Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations for the Jazz.
2: So he talked about the various combinations and the players and how they'll be utilized, what his vision is for them. This is what's so fascinating is that in Dennis's mind, obviously this is his profession, this is what he does, uh, judging, evaluating these players and guessing about how they'll best come together and if they will come together and compiling this talent that now it's like a gift uh it's, it's it's like a gift to the jazz to be able to to make whatever whatever they can out of it and quinn is the master chef now yeah so he just
0: mixed my metaphors you did there. i got you though the the, you know the, the groceries saying. are good <laughs> i always got to make a meal uh i agree with ryan on twitter and i almost said something but uh, ryan says sounds like gordon needs to give dennis a referral for tom the pooper scooper I sort of. I know. That's what I. I thought. That's where I thought you were going when oh. you were talking to him. You should. Have I should said have. I got a guy.
2: You know the, the, what is what, a real interesting aspect to this that most people don't know, and I don't know whether I should even bring this up on the air or not. But do you know that Dennis and I almost became neighbors? You, I've heard you say that to I've Dennis that, a couple of times. Yeah, but I don't know whether if I talk about that on the air. Anyway, so I would have been looking over the fence at Dennis uh, picking up the. Dog poop. So can, can and you, then I would have said, Mister Pooper Scooper, he'll take care of that for you.
0: Can you really say that you were almost neighbors when you considered buying a house in his neighborhood twenty-five years before he got there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have been there first. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying is you almost bought a house in his neighborhood twenty-five years before he even moved there. Well, it was more like twenty, but or maybe 20, oh, yeah. You
2: know, well, somewhere. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Sorry I missed you know, out on that detail. Sorry. But Dennis Lindsay had a great off season. He did. I agree. Justin he- Zanuck. And I imagine that Quinn had some say in this and all the all the guys over there. You look around. I've talked to guys around the league. I talked to Plasky about this the other night when I was over at the Coliseum. And what the anticipation that we talk about locally for the Jazz is national. And we're not the only ones saying this. Guys everywhere who have been watching sports for a long time, who get paid to do it for a living, they are looking at the Jazz as a real legitimate threat now. So what does that do? In the past couple of seasons, Quinn has been making uh, what? Uh, give, me a, give me a meal. Uh, has been making something really good out of, out of something not so, – the groceries weren't necessarily as good as what he was able to cull – for them at the offensive end defensively they were very good but the fact that that team was scoring as many points as it was with its limitations offensively is is pretty
0: remarkable so a meal like chicken salad for instance <laughs> i wasn't going to get that that aggressive because i'm not sure that
2: they were chicken before wow, i just i just like chicken salad that's all <laughs> so you just set me up there to imply that it, that it might have been whatever it was, Dennis was picking up in the backyard.
0: You know, a nice, a nice chicken salad. Sometimes, I'm talking about. You know, th- it's it's hearty, but but you know, uh, crisp. Yeah, when it's done right. Yeah, mm-hmm. when it's made out of the right stuff.
2: <laughs> but my whole point in all this is now, now you've got the good groceries uh, at, uh, to 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 make even more out of it. Don't take. Well, I was getting at there. I think no longer are you making the chicken salad out
0: of whatever it was before, before it was processed. Pork? <laughs> all right. We'll have more coming up next. It is the Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.